Minutes 38 remaining. They lead by 10 points. faithfully to this uh, subpar podcast, to a subpar football team of the darkest of dark times. Thank you for joining us. Subpar? We're not subpar. Freeman's not subpar. It is a brutal... um, We should have... It's a difficult football club to support. It's even difficult a football club to create a podcast with because we've got some stiff competition that set the bar very high. Um... Well, I think they set the bar high with their audio quality <laughs> connections oh. with the Fremantle Football Club, <laughs> uh, their sound effects, um, just the, just some like non-essential things to do with podcasting. The essential things that they tick is like live within driving distance. They're like, yep, sweet. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, they, <laughs> they can do it live more than once ever. <laughs> It's like how to run a successful podcast. You live in the same time zone. Mate, the best but, um, is that you always get confused. I always just have to tri- tri- like convert mate, my time zone to yours. I'm like, yeah, mate, 6.30 your time. Yeah, mate, don't give it to me in any other, like, dates, numbers, time zones, time zones, time zones. My, like, my brother's in America and he's always like, stop texting me when I'm asleep. And I'm like, mate, I don't know when you're up, when you're asleep, put your phone on silent, get my messages when you get them, bro. Yeah, exactly. What am I meant fair. to do? Set an alarm in the middle of the night and wake up and text you during when I'm asleep? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a backwards way of it. But anyway, um, yeah, has, thanks has for joining Whitey, us. Has Whitey aged like 70 years since he's moved back, has he? Uh, he's probably rocking something. We're getting off. People probably don't even know who we're talking about. It's probably like the time we talked about Purple Rain and everyone got confused. <laughs> One person did, and I hope he still listens. <laughs> Imagine if he like, turned us off. He's like, oh, these guys again. Uh, Mate, we like, got you to the Purple Rain. You should still listen. Hit us with a comment yeah. if you still listen. <laughs> I guarantee he does. We should really know his name. We always talk about loading up the Facebook. Um, don't click. Don't click. Otherwise, we'll spark the haters. Click, click, click. Um, please like our Facebook page because then we actually can send our episode to you via Facebook rather than just you remembering to check. Mm. And every Um, now and then I come up with a good meme. Yeah, well, you've only come up with one. I thought it was going to be a weekly thing. You've come up with one so far, which is Well, I came up with that good one about Bryce Gibbs, but I don't know if people would have got it. Uh, I think most would have got it. Um, All right, so can I just run you through... Just in lieu of that chat about us not having sound effects, this is my sound effect for this week. <laughs> Mate. Do you want to have my sound effect for this week? <laughs> yeah, I would it's love just... it. Is that your head? That's chance? just panic Ready? button. Oh, panic button. I thought it was your head banging against the wall. Oh, yeah, it could have been. Could have well been. Nah, it's me on the Mate, panic it's like button. Art. It's like art. It's within, it's what what you think. It's what you take from it. 
Well, we should. I think we had one request for the song from our um, probably close to number one ticket holder, if not Leonie Turner. What did she ask for? This is your job, Leonie. I have a note to answer your question and Rosie's question, but I don't know what the question is. So this is Monkey's job. Um, Leonie had a question, but she wanted, um, should I stay or should I go? So she oh, had a yeah. question. Well, yeah, I think, I think terrific. That, yeah, it was a good question. Well, I thought it was quite funny. The lion. Um, oh, we can talk about that. So, yeah. lion goes. So he actually, man, I always get really annoyed, and then I listen to him talk, and I, he like calms me down. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. It like he like angers other people, but for some reason he calms me down. I think because he's so like, he's always the same. Like when we're killing it, he'll be like. Yeah, it's fine. Like, That's it's, fair. It's not that I can good. agree with that. But then when we're doing shit, he's like, look, it's not as bad as, yeah, we got flogged on the weekend, but, you know, we'll learn our lesson and hopefully play better. Um, but what he said was, uh, it's always worth, oh, no, sorry, I think this was Duff in the Duff and Quarters podcast. He's like, Lion always says, it's never as good or never as bad, but in a derby, it's like always worse or always better depending oh. on the results. So it's like, if you lose in a derby, it is 10 times worse than just losing against. So it's almost worse that we lost to Carlton, sorry, to Eagles than to Carlton, even though Eagles are like top four. <laughs> even, yeah. And if you look back, you're like, fuck, we should have definitely beaten Carlton. But you almost, you take the Eagles loss way worse, uh, despite the fact it's probably relatively predictable. And Duffield, Mark Duffield did predict it. He was like, Eagles are going to win this game. Um, yeah. so it's always worse or better, but Lyon was like, look, it's never as good as never as bad. Uh, three weeks ago, everyone was saying I was a genius and now they're saying I should lose my job. Like I'm not falling for it. And I was sort of like, well, oh, I see your point. Like <laughs> three weeks ago when we beat, oh, who was it we beat? Would have been Collingwood. No. Uh, yeah, it would have been Collingwood or Port Adelaide. Port. I think it was Port. Everyone was like, you beat Brisbane, you beat Collingwood, you beat Port. Like, you guys are killing it. And then, Yeah, well, Jonathan Brown said best team in the West. Uh, yeah. Isn't he just living to regret that? I, I just yep. love how that's still riling people up. <laughs> Mainly love Eagles it. fans. Um, look, mate, at the moment, I'm kind of in that dramatic boat next to my panic switch. And a part of my panic switch, it brings Ross Lyon into my office. And then next to the panic switch is, is the trap door. The trap door, I was just thinking that. <laughs> and it just falls down into the And abyss. he's there saying that to me. He's like, it's never as good, never as... And he goes to finish that sentence. And I'm like, book, trap Never door. as good, never as bad. <laughs> No, it always Boom. it seems we should we should on that note probably dive into a bit of the game stuff. I mean, it's going to be terrible to talk about, All right, but like I've got it is, two it is, it is. Well, what's your two? First one is the score wound looks like something you could get some pretty good heat skiing down. <laughs> oh mate. Uh there's like two jumps on it, but apart from that, they were our two goals, mind you. <laughs> yeah, and then apart from that, it's pretty shit. And then the second one was we actually dominated the game in the first five or ten minutes and scored like yeah. three behinds, and then they kicked that shitty goal, and then suddenly it's just like go 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 go. Yeah. Um, what do you have to say? Um. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I had I had one more thing to say about the game. <laughs> Mate, I got two. 
I got two things to talk about. One is like the uh, I got a category ten turnover. So like you know how we love like if you want to if you're in opposition you want to receive a turnover. They talk about like scores from turnovers. Like if you turn over the ball like in the front half in your back half, yeah. yeah. But there's like degrees of turnovers. So like say a category two is like a really good one-on-one contested mark and the opposition has to go back and take time to take a kick. So that's like category two. And then like category fives, like, you know, they kind of get it on the run and they can like, you know, dart off. Like category 10, which is what we would do, is like Lewis Jetta just catches it mid-flight off the halfback flank and just ultimate rebound. Like we just love an old category 10 turnover. Well, I think firstly we like, uh, well, I, I... Cast back to Carlton. A Category 10 turnover is when you've got the ball on your own goal line and instead of rushing it, you banana it out of bounds on the full yep. and then they kick a goal. <laughs> yep. That is literally... That's that a Category is, 10. And the other ones, are, the other ones we do are the, the switches across goal and it's just these floaty kicks that get marked by the opposition. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but then, yeah, I know what you mean. The launch like pad ones, floor. though. The launch pad yeah, ones is like what we, you mean. The ones where we just we have all this play, everyone's running forward, we then just kick it to nobody in the four fifty, yeah. and then they just run out the other side. And we go, Oh cool. All of our defenders are now pushed up. Yeah. Like we love like a yeah, like that's exactly right. Like we, we create the worst possible turnover. The inside fifty turnover, although you're you know, 120 metres from goal or whatever it ends up, or 100 metres from goal, ends up being worse for us often because our whole field pushes up as they're supposed to, to like press. But then we give the ball to somebody who's in space because we never kick to a contest. Like if we kick to a contest, it's almost good. It's like, oh shit, there was a person there. Yeah. (laughs) Often we just bomb it and there's no one there. And you're just like, well, what was that going to achieve ever? Um, man, being a defender against Freo must be the night... Like, you must be like, this is going to be a fun game. Because mm. they will 100% not lower their eyes and make me accountable. I'll be able to dag off because the kick will be in the air for 30 seconds. Like, you know, the guy on, a, guy on crutches could get there and spoil, <laughs> let alone mark it. It must just be a party. Mate, we have a look, like, Shannon Hearn, eight marks, Liam Duggan, seven marks, Jeremy, Jeremy McGovern, seven marks, Tom Barras, five marks, like... Yeah, mate, Jack, how many of them Jack intercepts? Darling. I reckon more than 50% of those are intercepts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you beat, like, you could literally look at that stat sheet and you'd be like, Whew. I don't think we kicked a lot of goals going off yeah. those marks. Like, you could just look at the mark sheet. The other thing is we always end up getting dicked by umpires in times, particularly in games where we get, particularly in games where we get flogged. It's early. We get dicked by the umpires and then everyone just drops their head and then you're just like, well, this is going to be a horrible game. I think Duck talked about it. It's like the Connor Blakely stepped backwards 30 centimetres and got done out uh, out of bounds deliberate and then they kick a goal from it and that puts us like five goals down and then... Every time they touch the ball, they kick a goal. And it's just, it's just a flow-on effect. Um, that, there's this little tiggy touch with things. It's like, oh, free kick, goal. Mate, oh, free Luke, kick, goal. Luke Ryan's dangerous tackle. It's like, 
Oh, he flexed his arm a bit behind his back, and if you put it in complete slow-mo, like, mm. if you slow-mo it, you're like, oh, maybe he's, like, I suppose if he's chicken-winging it or, like, whatever they call that action. But it's like, if you play that in complete fast-forward motion, like... It just looks like a tackle. Yeah. A tackle what, where you and pin what, the arm. And he lifts That's it That's the tackle. If that happened, literally flip that over, we get done holding the ball. <laughs> uh, exactly. Like, if, if it's like, hey, like, I mean... We always seem to get these free kicks. Well, maybe I shouldn't say we always, but like that's the kind of free kick where it's like, oh, so we're paying that. Like, is that is that where, holding the ball? Or is that a free kick? Because yeah, I feel yeah. like that happens a lot. Yeah, my yeah, other my, my other big point that I've got um, besides category ten turnover, I've got what I'm now. And Ducky alluded to it. Ducky brought it up, which I think he stole my thunder a bit. I was going to bring it up before I listened to um, Purple Rain. Got some coach stuff later. Um, the old, the old dud switch, the old fashioned, like, the slow switch, well, Ducky the, says slow, the switch, slow switch, because which I'm referring to, I'm referring to it as like, you're just trying to exhaust the opposition. So it's like the ropey dope, like, you know, the boxing term, like the ropey dope. <laughs> what, like the Homer Simpson where you just let yeah. them punch you until they're exhausted. So it's like the ropey dope. So like, you're just constantly making them switch, but I'm calling it the dopey duck switch. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think the problem is what tends to happen is we try to make the right decision by switching, but often the skill, the kick is like too high or too slow or something, and then it ends up being like, like hopefully it hits the target, but then the person has pressure on them rather than being like a... If you watch the good switch kicks are low and hard, Freaky Dwyer used to tell us this at uni training every week. Freaky, he'd be like, low and hard switches. You ping that at them as fast as you can get it to them. It doesn't even matter if you miss them if it gets there quickly because they should be 20 metres in the clear. Whereas yeah. our, our kicks have snow on them when they come down at the best of times. Yeah. And we kick this high ball and then someone's on the mark. And then we kick the next high ball and someone's on the mark. It, it honestly comes down to skills every time with us, I feel. And it's not just kicking skills, it's handling the ball skills. Eagles looked like it was a dry game. It they yeah. literally looked like we were playing with two footies. Yeah, you go through that, like, set up so well. It's like, oh, we're going to go slow down the line, like, you know, move move to that side. And then we do this super slow switch and our outlet kick on the other side is like a complete mismatch and not what we want anyway. Like, because the options move to, you know... They moved in line for this slow kick, and it's like, well, Sandy's going to take fucking six months to get to the other side. Like, he's not moving to get to that boundary. Like, he's not <laughs> Mate, getting there to get across the line. We haven't trapped Sandy to Tassie because it's going to take too long to get there. <laughs> Mate, but, but that's what, like, you're like, you've literally switched it to do the, what you should have done 30 seconds ago to a better contest. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's the problem. I think it's, it's a... But, when we do move, like, it's a low confidence thing. So three or four weeks ago when we're moving the ball against Collingwood, we actually looked pretty good and it was just the final connection. Like, you're moving it through the middle and then it's just you kick forward. But then when the confidence drops, when you're, you know, six, seven, eight goals down in the pouring wet and you don't know how the opposition can handle the ball like they do, it's probably because they practice it. Um, mm. <laughs> but... It is deflating, and then you don't take the risk, and you don't go down the middle, and all the blah blah blah. Oh, I don't know anymore. Um, I have Rosie 
Rosie uh, Carrington-Jones question up. It wasn't really a question. It was more just alerting us to um, podcast <laughs> about the Eagles, I think. Well, do you um, remember it? You replied. She wants us to watch a... Um, we'll Crime in sports. It's about yeah, Ben such, Cousins. Such is annihilation. The chaoticness of Ben Cousins on Apple Podcasts. Crime in I sports, it's the, called. Yeah, so it's... Um, it's pretty awesome. I listened to. I haven't listened to all of it, but I've listened to a fair bit of it. And right. she is right. If you want to put a bit of uh, Betadine on the wound instead of salt, uh, listen to a bit of Eagles corruption. We should really. I don't know about sharing podcasts though. We're trying to do a podcast, man. Ah, uh, yeah, but see, podcasts are like a virus. So the more you listen to, the like you, you sort of need to capture as many people as you can. It's like measles, man. As soon as you start listening niche, to measles, is this podcast just measles. like even? Is this podcast even more niche than us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they maybe. just do crime in sports. Well, Rosie's previous question, she mentioned an EEA, which is something that when I was working in emergency, it's something we get people brought in all the time. Well, I have a pretty good story actually. This dude got brought in on an EEA, which is an emergency examination authority, which is it's a mental health act like law thing where you or I like in the community could do it and ambulance officers often do it or police when they think someone needs to be examined for their mental health they get brought to hospital and then you have six hours to hold them involuntarily and you can extend that to 12 hours if like they're drunk or sleeping or something and then um, they you can, you can examine them and say look I think we need to admit you or they're fine they can go home um, so if Rosie uh, referenced it, which is quite interesting, we used to have this, we had this guy, we had several guys, but one in particular came in under an EEA um, because he was acting strangely in Fortitude Valley, which is like the North Bridge of Brisbane, and um, came in and I, I picked him up and I was like, hey mate, like what's going on? And he's like, basically I just had some MDMA. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Yeah, and so you've been pleased. Like, yeah, they said I was acting weirdly. I was like, mate, sounds like you've had a therapeutic amount of drugs and we need to get you to the club ASAP. <laughs> like, oh, shit, we sort of have to let him, like, sober up a bit. Like, you can't you can't just discharge him. You have to, like, make sure they're okay. But anyway, the so nurses, the nurses kept being headphones. like... Nurses were like, can we put some music on for this guy or something? <laughs> And it was like Saturday night, of course, and so we had about five or six people in, like either took too much, drank too much, or like took a therapeutic amount and just got pulled into hospital. So we were like almost thinking of putting some strobe lighting on and some dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We weren't allowed to, but yeah, it was a good thought. Oh, trying to look after the... That's pretty... So like... If someone's just annoying you heaps, could you just be like, ring up? Yeah. You could ring an and ambulance would... and say, this person is acting strangely. I think they should go to hospital. But the ambulance doesn't have to do it. But technically, you could put them under the EA. Like, it's a community order, I'm pretty sure. I might do that with some people at work. Yeah. They'll only be out of action for six hours, though, is the warning. Uh, and I don't know what the WA laws are. This is the Queensland laws. Interesting. Should we talk about my massive shoulder injury? If we're if we're going on to random yeah. juddy medical stories, my yeah, uh, my what did I get? Actually. I got a um, bursitis. No, but what was the scan I got? An ultrasound. I got an ultrasound. I'm pretty confident I'm pregnant. <laughs> In the shoulder. 
No, it's pretty so interesting we, watching I the... Um... I actually... Uh, I love this. I thought you'd had a stroke, mate. So you text me. I'm just going to scroll back up that text for You'll a second. find it. I, it was very interesting getting the shoulder. I felt like Harley Bennell having the... Uh, would he get an ultrasound and watch it on the TV like I was watching my shoulder? If he had an ultrasound, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Because I don't know if they should be allowed to do that because there was a lot of self-diagnosing going on. Yeah. So I get a message at 2 p.m. last Friday. How my much... time or your time? Uh, my time, I imagine. Oh, it's on my phone. So 12 p.m. your time. How much does a quarter, C-O-R-T-E-R, space, roid, gene shot for burrito cis hurt? <laughs> Question mark. My reply was, what the fuck did you just say? And then you Googled it and you literally Googled those words. And then it like was like, did you mean bursitis shoulder steroid injection? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Juddy. I was like, good God. And then well, I explained it to you for a bit. And you're like, <laughs> burrito sis made me lol so hard. <laughs> No, it's more the corduroy shot. What is it? Cortisone. I was like, oh. get some hot sauce into that burrito <laughs> in your shoulder. Yeah, so I got a bit of bursitis and um, would have loved it. Um, it's cortisone, isn't it? Yeah, that's a steroid. Yeah. But to the doctors, um, it is feeling a lot better. And so if I feel like maybe something, if that's not necessary, you should do it. So credit to Dr. Thexton. He was probably right. I was probably being a bit dramatic. But yeah, the old corduroid, I always just think that it's like a shot of jeans. Like they're just giving you a shit. Like old they're just blending jeans. up. Yeah, just blending up some flares and just like punching it in somewhere random. Um, it's, do, they, do they ultrasound it while they inject it? Yeah, so they can see where it's going. I think it's to do with Medicare billing. They don't need to. You can just aim and get it. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, look, I got a massive needle phobia, so like it's weird. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I oh, mate, hate them. Hate them. Oh yeah, no one likes them. But you grow to love. You got to love them. Ooh. Yeah, I got my um. Sorry, I cut my my, uh, my alarm nice. went off. I forget why I have that's an alarm. Right. Oh, I had it for the I had it for PM, not AM. Well, well, lucky you're not in bed yet. Well, should we? Did you want to go through? You had a quiz. We should probably stop talking about random medical injuries, especially ones that people don't care about. Yeah, sure. Um, I do have a quiz. It's a quite an interesting quiz, given we're playing Hawks and. T- I'm going to this game, by the way. You could have come, but you didn't want to. <laughs> I'm fucking glad. No, mate. yeah. So news is like, is this not the most like? <laughs> masochistic thing we could do like it's just like so torturous sadomasochist is noobs going mm-hmm. oh that is yeah I suppose flying over from New Zealand it's probably not that easy to do you probably have to go through like Melbourne or Sydney or something oh man getting around Australia how good they get two direct flights down from um, Brisbane on Saturday morning and then back up Sunday <sighs> night late yeah yeah, Alright, so we have played the Hawks in Tassie. How many times do you reckon? Four. No, nine. Oh. How many times do you reckon we've won? None. Zero. Correct. No. Um, 
This is like more if you can get within 10 or 15, I'll be pretty pretty uh, impressed. What do you reckon our lowest score is in Tassie <laughs> against the Hawks in those nine games? 38. 39. That was, oh, man, oh, <laughs> that's points. That's points. What do you reckon our highest score ever is in Tassie? Oh, 76. 87. So 11 off. That's pro- I'll probably give you points for that too. That's pretty good. All right, mate. So we're going to go through a few games and see if you remember them. So in 2016, so obviously when we were, when we were pretty shit in 2016, we played them down there. So we lost by, it was 76 to 116, 75 to 116. Walters kicked two and Neil got 38 touches. 2015, we won the minor premiership that year. What do you reckon the score was down in Tassie? Did we get, I swear we got flogged really unexpectedly down there? Unexpectedly? <laughs> yeah, 43 to 115. Yeah, we guess, got flogged. Guess who got all the possessions down there? An old favourite. Someone that has a podcast of his own, actually. Back in 2015, a podcast of their own? Yeah, man. I should know He played for a different club after us. Probably We probably shouldn't have let him go. Not Barlow. Yeah, Barlow. 26 touches, a top possession getter. Oh. Good work. All right, 2013, our grand final year. What do you reckon happened to, down in Tassie? I reckon we got... Nah, not flogged. I reckon 46 points down. Mate, pretty close. 76 to 118. That's like 42. <laughs> Mate, you're killing it. You should just know about our Hawks' losses. Um, guess you'll never guess who kicked three goals. I literally, I reckon I could let you list. I'll give you six chances to guess, and you already know uh, it's an outrageous thing. Uh, if it's outrageous, it's that Ruckman that's got the hell rank head, not Sandy, who was backing him up at the time. The like the orc looking one. Um, is he balding? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Did he have what was his name? He has two names, a first and a last name. Um, Did he play for another club before us? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you're on the right. I think you've got it. Um, oh, fuck. Is his first name Kepler by any chance? Yeah, Kepler Bradley. Yeah, it was. Kepler Bradley kicked three. What a legend. Yeah. I. Yeah. yeah. All right. This question Years will get ago. you. This question, you having a good run. This question will get you. So in 2012 and 2010, we played there. In 2012, we lost 63 to 119. So that was Lions' first year. And in 2010, it was still Harvey, and we lost 39 to 155. <laughs> 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 Guess who topped our possessions both years? A player that used to play sometimes a tag, sometimes a midfield, sometimes a back roll, and then went to another club after us. A lesser-known player. McPhee? No, not McPhee. Uh, I don't even know if you remember him. That's how McPhee kind of played me. He probably played more back. He probably wasn't even there at that time. Nah. And then went to another club. Not like DeBoer. DeBoer left like in 2017 or 18, yeah. Yeah. This is 2010 and 2012. Yeah, like I can't... Remember Greg Broughton? Oh, yep. He used to play on Stevie J. He used to tag Stevie J back in the, the glory days when we used to beat Collingwood. Um, yeah, so Greg Broughton, 
two years in a row and two floggings got nearly 30 touches. All right, this is this is pretty sweet because the same player, same two players rock up in the last four games. So 2006, we got to play in Tassie twice, thanks AFL. So we got to travel yeah. over there to play Hawthorne. We got to travel over there to play St Kilda as well. That was pretty sweet. Pretty sure the St Kilda game was the uh, Siren Gate game as well in 2006. Excellent game. Um, but Legends, how good is that for the AFL? Just been like, oh, you can travel from two flights from Perth twice in a oh, year. <laughs> yeah, I was whinging about it today. That's but that's WA. Like that's both. The, that's one thing the Eagles and Dockers fans can agree on. Like uniformly is how fucked we get by travel. Oh, we might as well play St Kilda in New Zealand for the Anzac Day game. Mate, mate, why not? At least they have to travel like a bit further. Yeah, it's so literally. Cool. Give us the China game via Adelaide. At least you can get direct flights from Perth to New Zealand. Yeah, like it might actually be not as bad as a Tassie one. Yeah, I reckon it wouldn't be. Um, and we should just pack out first class anyway. So 2006, we played them twice. So in our last four games, the top possession getter, two games was one player and two games was another player, both club legends. Both you'd know their name and you'd know what they look like. Um, how to describe them without giving it away. 2006. Down to 2002. So 2006, 2004, 2003, 2002. Um, the top possession getter was only two players, two games each. They were midfield grunt workers under, it would have been Chris Connolly at the time. Peter and, Bell? Yeah, Peter Bell was one of them. And the other, one, other, is one, a, of them. The other one is a slower midfielder, a football's footballer. Oh, Sean McManus? No, mate, he's not. Peter, uh, Paul Hazelby? Hazelby, yeah, correct. Yeah, that was going to be my first one until you said footballer's footballer. He's a footballer's footballer. He's just a smart yeah, but... footballer. He's, like, not athletically. No, I thought you were hinting at, like, a... Not not that we're hinting that McManus is a, is a club legend or crowd favourite. We don't upset Duck too much. He is not. I wouldn't think no. that. Um, but guess what? Bell also kicked three goals in one of those games. So Bell is killing it. Mate, we should just fucking bring Bell out of retirement to play this game in, yeah. in Launceston. Bell has topped the possessions twice, kicked three. Mate, get him in. Anyway, that was a little Tassie, UTAS, University of Tasmania Stadium. Oh, there um, you go. What do they call it these days? Cause is it's it... Utah Stadium, University of Tasmania. And what's Bloodstone or Blood... Blood... Bloodstone's in Hobart. Bloodstone? That's the uh, oh, okay. North Melbourne one these days, yeah. Oh, it's good that we get to par- travel to all parts of Tasmania to play football. Yeah. Uh, not many Melbourne clubs do, though, no. funnily enough, considering that they live like an hour and a half away. But anyway... Mate, yeah. Why, yeah. Oh, mate, why would you play in Tassie when you can get... 12,000 to a game at the MCG. Like, what? Silly. Like, maybe it's because we're both port towns or like ocean-based towns. They're like, they'll know who Fremantle is. Oh, they'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> you can still get them. And maybe they're trying to, Tasmanians will like Fremantle because they'll be like, they're the cute losing team. The cute losing team. Just similar to Tassie being the cute losing state. Well, just like they just might, maybe will attract some, some poor... 
lowly supporters down there. I feel like being the Robin Hood of the AFL at the moment. Mate, you know I have one thing to say about that. <laughs> well, should we dive into a more popular uh, segment and one that we can probably, you know, speak a little more, a uh, bit, of, bit of punt club. Mate, punt club. Ruffy's club. Well, so last week, you tipped Frio. Not ideal. <laughs> I got it on no. the Hawks. Hawks went up. 270. Get oh, around them. Mate. I hope someone better on them. I, I forgot oh. to. It was a Friday night. A, I forgot. I'm a week too late with my tips. I tipped Hawthorne against the Eagles the week before. Well, they should have won up that this game week. too. Fucking Eagles yeah. just get it done. Um, yeah, bastards. Interesting tipping week. Um, interesting betting week. Have you got any ideas? Uh, Friday night's a blockbuster. I think if you want to get some revenge, you put $3 on Collingwood. And for me, that's probably where I started and probably where I might finish. But um, I don't think there's any reason for Brisbane at $2.40 to beat a yeah, really I unreliable... At, I was looking at Brisbane too hard. Yeah, it's like, oh, sweet. So, like, you beat Adelaide, and Adelaide is super unreliable as is. Port get two games in a row at Adelaide Oval, though. Brisbane aren't as good away as they are at home. Like, I don't trust Brisbane as much away. No, but I think it's a big game for Brisbane's them. Brisbane's got it's a dominant against GWS. So Brisbane gets to play two games away, Port gets to play two at home. How does that fix you? Yeah. Yep, thank you. AFL's like, um, oh, they're non-Victorian teams. Like, we won't worry about them. But, you know, the other game is GWS 265 versus Richmond. I reckon they could just get it done against them. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday Kelly, morning. Kelly's out. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What about the hell rowdy for three in a row losses? St Kilda at seven dollars fifty. Mate, St Kilda seven fifty is lit. <laughs> That's huge odds. Yeah, Frio don't even get to that odds that often. That often. But Geelong are going for three losses in a row. Or yeah, they'll two? probably win. I reckon I'd probably put my house on Geelong to win that. That's a big house. How big a house are we talking? I don't own one, so... What about one long neck via the post? Oh, yeah. I'd put a long neck on that. All right, I'll put a long neck on St Kilda. Give me a line. What's your line? I'll give you the sports bet line. 44 points! Yeah, I'll give you 44.5 points. I reckon that's fair. You give me... Yeah, I will. Fuck. Jesus. All right, take a long neck. All right. Easy. pretty rowdy. I'm going to record this quickly. (laughs) What, record the podcast we're recording? No, record this by typing. Sorry about the typing. So, say, Kilda. Post. Yeah, long neck. This would be more annoying to post than a six-pack, but I'm very confident. I'm I'm almost putting them into my tips. I think St. Kilda are going to do it. I reckon yep. Geelong are going to finger bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. I'm going to finger bang, bang. A long neck into my life. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't trust no. Geelong. I do trust Geelong. I don't know. I haven't even I looked at got... the teams for Geelong, and I'm already rec- reckon they win by 45 or more. All right. Well, I'll run through my tips. Do you want to run through your tips? I'll run through my tips so that yeah, we might sure. as well do the full... Um, my tips for this week are because I need to. I'm two behind the leader, and so I want to start making a run now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Collingwood, 
which is a bit of a roughie. Sydney, I'm getting behind Frio. <laughs> Nor- Frio to beat Hawthorne. North, North Melbourne. I'd get behind North. I, I back the North tip. Yeah. Um, Adelaide, obviously, to beat Gold Coast. And then... What about I'm, Geelong St Kilda? I've got Geelong at the moment. Yeah. Well, you've got a 44-point buffer. Yeah, Richmond um, GWS? I got Richmond. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go GWS in my punk club tip. Sorry, my... And then I've got um, and then I've got Bulldogs, but then I've got Brisbane locked in. So I've got three roughies in it at the moment. I try to stick to one a week, um, or one that's outside of the favourites margin. You went pies, didn't you, at three? Yeah, in this in in my roughies club, I think if you're going to put ten dollars on anything this yeah. week, I reckon get get thirty dollars to start the weekend and get it by just getting you got to get something back on the cake. Yeah, the fair enough. Well, I reckon the Eagles win that because they beat Richmond last year at home by like fifty points or whatever. I reckon Sydney easily beat Carlton. Carlton suck. Uh, I look. I would love Fred to win. And with all my heart, I want to be able to believe that they could win this game. But I feel like this Hawthorne are just Eagles 2.0 and they get it yeah. done and they kick goals when they need to and they kick goals out of nothing. And we turn 99% chances into behinds. So yeah. much so that in my punt club this week, I'll, oh, now I'll read you my four bets. I bet $20 on Dockers this week. My first bet is $5 on Dockers... Total behinds for the match over 10.5, paying $2.15. My second bet is Dockers to kick more than 2.5 behinds in the first quarter, paying 2.03. My third bet Ooh. is Dockers in the first half to kick more than 6.5 behinds, paying 3.70. <laughs> and my fourth bet is Dockers in the second half to kick more than 6.5 behinds, paying 3.55. Mate, we kick six behinds in our sleep. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like sports bet is the one it's the one thing they don't really understand yet is how many behinds right. We kicked two nineteen last week. We legitimately right. kicked two nineteen. And you think we yeah. can't kick seven and a half? Seven and a half what's yeah, that's yeah, well that's a good punt to get on. I mean total behinds. If people want to scroll that deeply into the old you know what? Sporting I did it. Just... I did it against. Um, I'm pretty sure when we played. Oh, we won as well. It gets against Collingwood actually. Total behinds for Dockers was nine point five, and I think we scored like sixteen in the end or fifteen. I was like, yeah, I got it in the third quarter. I was like, they're done. I put heaps of money on it yeah. as well. It was paying like two fifty. I was like, we easily will kick nine point five. Yeah, I feel like one player might kick nine point five plus. Yeah, to learn the whole team, um, but yeah. So your roughy's probably going to get down to GWS. Yeah, I'm going to go GWS, and you'll go Pies at three. Yeah, I'll try to get excited on Friday for that. What do you reckon about this week, mate? What's going to happen? You predicted eighteen <sighs> point win against the Hawks. I predicted a twenty point win against the Hawks. <laughs> P.S. Our yeah, like what was million that? game. So. So we, we both tipped Port to win. Um, we all thought we'd beat D's, Carlton and Eagles. Oh, sorry. Actually, you tipped we'd lose to the Eagles. So that's a tick for you. Did I? Yeah, you did. Because you're a fucking uh, traitor. 
How many points did I say? 13, not a million. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so we both have us winning. We both have us winning this game, 8 and 20, and then next week we beat Sydney, apparently, and then the week after that, you reckon we'll lose to the Dogs, and I reckon we'll lose to the Dogs. Week after that, you reckon we'll beat Geelong, and I reckon we'll lose, and then we have us winning the last three games. We are very good fans. We're very optimistic. They've just broken our spirit, and we still think they're going to win these games. Well, we have some... We got three changes, which is fucking three changes in terms of Ross Lyon. It's like fucking that's, team, yeah, that's, team that's dynamic out the window. Maybe. Oh, a little bit of a light tap. I mean, the crazy one, well, not the crazy one, but the more left field one for me is the Griffin Logue. Well, someone tweeted. I'll find it. Um, tweeted what? Well, Dockers recently. suck? Dockers are gay. No, no, no. Someone tweeted something about Griffin Logue. It's very hard to find in a few of my threads. Here we go. Griffin Logue ranks at Fremantle over his four games this season. Number one for intercepts. Number one intercept possessions. Number one for intercept marks. Number one for one-on-one contests. Number one for lowest percentage of one-on-one contests loss. Number two for marks. And number one for contested marks. And he's been dropped. Which is a fair, fair question. Um... I reckon that well, is it, it's is always it very structural? hard. Well, look, it's always very hard to tell. Because behind closed scores, they, they could have been like, Griffin Logue, we need you to do this. And then the whole game, he doesn't do it. And you're like, mate, we said to do it. And he'd be like, oh, whoops. And so they're like, yeah, you're out. Whereas sometimes so we they're said, like, don't. you know, they're like, this guy got 32 possessions. It's like, yeah, well, but like, you don't know what he was told to do. Yeah. And then when they, when they, who were we dropping last year, the year before, maybe it was Banfield or someone else. It was like, you're not running hard. No, it was Blakely. They're like, man, you're not like covering defensively. Like we need you to do that. You need to learn how to do that. It's like, yeah, you got 20 touches, but like you heard us on the other way because we need you to do this. So sometimes it's hard. It's hard from a fan based point of view to know what we're supposed to do. Or what Um, we're supposed to do. The, the most normal one that's on that of the three and of the of the two left is Aaron Sanderland's clearly. Oh, he can't. should never. He shouldn't fly in a plane this year. It's <laughs> mental if he we fly him. Literally, I don't even mean. I'm not even joking. He should not be in a plane this year. Does he go play to, him every he, home game? Give Darcy. Darcy should just play away. No, he doesn't play the peel. Why would you play? You we, What's he going to do? Build some form. <laughs> He's gonna grow. Get his running patterns up. Mate, he Maybe knows what he's doing. Get... He he could have played out the game on the weekend. Apparently Lyon was like, Yeah, we took him off because what's the point of playing our ruckman that's fragile against a team that's killing us? Do you reckon we get Sean Darcy an apartment in Melbourne? I reckon well, do we play in Melbourne much or is it like Tassie and fucking Well New at Zealand? least it's closer. Yeah. I no I I think this year. Sean Darcy's our away, away ruckman, and then Sandy's our home ruckman, and then Lobb's our, like, athletic ruckman. <laughs> and then after next year, Sandy retires and becomes our ruck coach and coaches the junior ruck dog, Darcy, next year, and then he, yeah. can, he can play the away games. It's fine. I like that role, the home away ruckman instead of the 
why more athletic? Why would you play him away? And why would you bring Darcy in? It's fine. I reckon just do the home away thing. Yeah. Um, did you want to pick a? I got a key matchup that I wanted to. Have you got the teams? I got the field team up, so I've just like spotted a uh, key matchup. If you wanted to. Well, one of my favourites was that Chera is um, named on the ball. Yeah. Is good. I got another. Yeah. Um, I got Brendan Matera playing on Sean Burgoyne in the forward pocket, back <laughs> pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll definitely happen. The problem is they just, like, name players. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this is where they play. It's like, no, it's not. And they've got Reese Conker on Paul Ploplo. <laughs> a bit Put of a mismatch. Mm. Yeah. And Pioppolo's, then the most... Pioppolo and Bruce are the sort of people that keep six goals each in these games. And doesn't doesn't Impy doesn't he play down back? Yeah, he does. Why is he in the full pocket on Luke Ryan? Oh man, they don't name them properly. Don't worry. The only thing that then, matters is that they've considered Chera on ball. <laughs> My favourite one is that, like, whoever would even look at this, they've made a note of the umpires, but the umpires have not been confirmed yet. <laughs> So it's like sweet. Like imagine clicking all this way and being like, who's umpiring who? What dirty, what dirty bald headed flog is umpiring oh, yeah. this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, put off the air. Never mind bald the story. Never flog. mind the story I once told about someone sucking the guy's dick. <laughs> it's going to be the bald headed flog story that will get us like ruined. Bald headed flog not confirmed yet. No. Come back later for confirmation. <sighs> but um, that's my mismatch for the... That's my purple patch um, crucial mm, they'll probably mismatch. They're probably recording right now, actually. Yeah, probably stealing all our ideas. Whatever time zone they're in. God, mate, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. know. It's easy to record a podcast when you live next door to each other. We don't get any, we don't get any shout-outs on the purple patch. Dockers don't nah. like us. Mate, the, ah, media don't good... like, the mainstream media don't like us. No, it was a good rant, though, on uh, the old Purple Rain from Duck. It was, like, breathless for the first six minutes. It was very yeah. enjoyable. I like it when Duck's like, oh, mate, Oz, you answer this. I've been talking too much. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Duck, like... Duck has a lot to say. And often He's fat venom. Pretty, yeah, often it's pretty fair. Yeah, mate, it was mate, spitting venom in every direction. Uh, I, reckon, cover up. I reckon now that they've got the Purple Patch, Oz, if you listen to this, you should start saying, speaking your mind more. Stop being so reserved. Oz has more to say, I reckon. Oz has way more to say, and he's too reserved. Oh, mate, how funny Oz, we was know he, you um... support the players, but tell us what you think about the players. Yeah. Don't be like the dedicated Dockers Facebook oh, group. Oh, like, dedicated you're Dockers. Allowed to be dis- <laughs> you're allowed to be disgruntled. You're allowed to not like the team playing terribly against our cross-town rivals. But mate, how's when I was I was like blind, like a bit of a side story here. Blind on the Friday night, and um, Duck and Oz attended the uh, the gala ball. Yeah, and so I was walking home, pretty drunk, and seen on Facebook that Duck was tagged with. I was like, oh, that must be um, Oz. So I've just zoomed in on his head, screenshot it, sent it to you. <laughs> Is this Oz? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's Oz. <laughs> I've woken up in the morning and I was like, I didn't realise for a little while, so I went to message saying, and I was like, why did I send, I was like, oh, that seems quite passive aggressive, like zooming in that close to someone. 
like, I think I replied. Just, you replied straight away, yeah. but like I was like, why did I? Who is that that I've zoomed? I was like, oh, I did. I was like, that's quite passive aggressive. Like I've just like zoomed in so closely on his face and been like, is this Oz? <laughs> it is. You were correct. Yeah, so it's good to find out who the. It's always good to know who the enemy is. Mate, you should meet Oz. You and Oz would get along. Oz is a great. Oh, absolutely. Dude. Oz is a yeah, good I dude. bet. No, yeah, that's why. That's why I always like seeing Oz. He's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, mate. As are all the Dockers podcasters in the world. In the world, yeah. In the actual world, all five of us. <laughs> I don't know who the fifth is, but there's been some cameos around, surely. Like that dude. Yeah, Len. Rendog. Rendog. Yeah. The fifth one is the transient one. Um. All right, mate. Good job this week. We got it done. Yeah, thanks for... Hopefully we got people um, slightly excited for the Saturday fixture, Juddy. Oh, Saturday early afternoon. It'd be 11am over in uh, Perth. Pretty sure one ten in Tassie, whatever time Tassie's in. Yeah, 2.10 Tassie. Who knows, mate? We've been through this. But, um, yeah, hopefully... I mean, quick prediction. Uh... I hope we don't get flogged. I hope we score more than 60 points. That is, that is a, um, that is, yeah, I don't, I should get I don't have high hopes, but I have high (laughs) dreams. 60 points is a very good one, mate, and I I tend to agree with you there. For for you being there live and travelling all the way down there into the future, Mm. into the above and beyond, um, I hope... All right, until next time, my friend. All right, thanks, mate. See ya.